And I don't think any parent wants to give up on their child or their relationship or anything like that. But there's just something I feel like Breton gives me a drive to want to figure him mm. out and make mm. it work. Yes. Um, even though there are days where I'm like, is it bedtime yet? Please, <laughs> can we just right. go to bed? Exactly. Like, make this day end. Tell Me About Your Kids is a conversation on connected parenting. Bonnie Harris talks to parents about their problems and struggles. Listen in. These conversations can be your support system in your day-to-day parenting journey. Welcome back. This is Bonnie Harris. We're talking with Mackenzie again today about Harmony and Integrity Kids. So let's get back to the difficulty that he poses for you when he's constantly challenging you. You said earlier that one of the things that happened between you and your dad, because he, you're both more integrity-like, is that you challenged each other all the time. Mm-hmm. But what you've just told me about your family, you're very close-knit, the challenge did not lead to, the challenge between you and your dad, I'm assuming here, did not lead to a break in your relationship. No, it never has. I honestly think it's almost like an unspoken language that him and I have that nobody else around us gets. Yeah. So when we, you know, so to speak, butt heads, which I don't even think that, yeah, there are times we definitely butt heads. Um, But there are times where I truly feel like we're just communicating Mm -hmm. and my mom and sister will be like, stop fighting. And I'm like, we're not (laughs) fighting. We're talking. Like, this is just like, we just get each other. And we both feel that way. Like, I don't think either of us think that we're fighting. We are deep, passionate in an, you know, in a conversation about something, (laughs) whether we agree or disagree. I love that. So- you so no. want to transfer that, that language, that understanding between the two of you to your relationship with Breton. Yeah. So that now, of course, he's five. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be talking at the same level that you and your dad do, but right. you and your dad were also at that level yeah. at one point. Yeah. So instead of thinking and hoping, that by understanding Breton, he's going to change mm-hmm. and be less demanding. What happens for you when I say Breton's not going to change? He's going to be demanding. He's going to be persistent about things that are annoying to you. Mm-hmm. How can you develop that same language with him where he understands that your your um i'll say fighting with each other for lack of a better word but you're you're like arguing with each yeah. other but he knows that because integrity kids love a good argument and i can tell you from my daughter she has not stopped yeah, and yeah. I would say that my parents say I, I haven't either. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. so it's learning how to not only live with it, but love it. Yeah. And be willing to say, hey, I don't agree with you. Mm-hmm. 
bringing Breton into that language you had with your dad so that you can challenge each other. You can say, hey, this doesn't work for me. I don't want to do this. And he can say, why not? I want to do this. I don't want you to be my mom. Mm -hmm. And you can say, yeah, I get it. You get really mad at me, and sometimes you wish you had another mom, right? See, you can (laughs) do that when you don't take his behavior personally. Yeah. And I don't, and I think you're at a place where you're at least starting, if not already there, not taking his behavior personally. Yeah. I think there are more D's because I've said exactly what you just said. I'm like, oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you don't want me to be your mom right now. Bummer. But guess (laughs) what? (laughs) You're stuck with me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I do feel like there are more days um, that I don't take it personally. This all comes down to not only understanding the integrity harmony child, but understanding the bigger picture of the Integrity Harmony Child. About 20 years or so ago, I read an article in The Atlantic magazine that blew my mind called The Orchid Child. It was about the orchid child and the dandelion child. The dandelion child is a term that came out of uh, Switzerland. Then this, this man, Dr. Thomas Boyce developed the term the orchid child. And this has been being researched for the past 30 years. And there is now a book called The Orchid and the Dandelion, How Many Children Struggle and How All Can Thrive. And this is, I think, such, such, such important work. And it was understanding this that I think was the impetus for me coming up with the integrity and harmony child because it's a little more um, understandable, doable, workable for a parent with their kids. But there are many, many kids who are the integrity child plus the dandelion child is like the dandelion. It, it does well anywhere. It can thrive anywhere. It can grow up between the cracks and cement. Dandelion kids can have really, really tough backgrounds, can come out of really abusive, traumatic situations and be fine and do well. The orchid child is a child who is exquisitely sensitive to its environment, like the flower, right? Mm -hmm. So like the flower, they need their environment to be completely, fully supportive of, of what those needs are. And boy, I don't know how many of you out there are good at growing orchids, but... (laughs) I know one person who I think of as the orchid whisperer, but I've never been able to get an orchid to re-blossom. I've killed them all. (laughs) (laughs) They're very hard. And you think you're doing the right... Well, anyway, according to this 30 years of research 
one in five children are orchids, which means they have this emotional negative reactivity to an environment that does not suit them, does not do well. So like the flower, if the orchid is not supported, is not given the environment that suits them, they can wither and not blossom. However, if they are given a supportive environment, they thrive disproportionately to the dandelion. They do better than any dandelion, Mm -hmm. right? So they're so sensitive to their environment that the the negative makes their causes their life to be very negative can go in the direction of physical illness mental illness lots of uh troubling behaviors substance abuse problems all the you know these kids who have such a horrible time with feeling okay about themselves and the opposite they will just flourish like crazy. They mm-hmm. just are the best of the best, really. I hate to put that on it, but that's basically what all this research has found. And it got, comes back to epigenetics, which I'm not going to explain here, but it's very scientifically researched. And it's actually even evolutionarily necessary. Mm-hmm. So what I take from all of this is how important it is to stop coming from our own point of view of what our children should be like and how they should be, get out of that and get into who is this child in front of me? Yeah. And what does he need in order to flourish? Mm-hmm. And that's not an easy question to answer. But when you, when you get it, like I think you probably experienced when you first had that light bulb moment when, oh my God, yes, mm-hmm. that's who he is, yeah. then something switches in you mm-hmm. and that relationship becomes so much more supportive for him. Mm-hmm. And... Knowing this research, what that means is all that curiosity he has, all that drive he has to, to make find out how things are working, that is just going to sail, yeah. right? Yeah. If he knows he's gotten, if he knows you are there for him 100%. Mm-hmm. So it's so critically important, I think, to to understand this. The dandelions, you know, I'm not saying doesn't matter. Right. Because, you know, dandelions can be people pleasers, mm-hmm. right? They're going to go in that harmony direction. In thinking about Breton, where he is on this continuum, he doesn't sound like a full orchid to me. I, I think of, and I don't know whether this is right, this is how I think of it, as the orchid and the dandelion are the, the opposite ends of the continuum. Mm-hmm. And then in a little ways, 
is the integrity and the harmony. Okay. Yep. And I have worked with parents of orchids. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and boy, it is it is tough, yeah. tough, tough. Way tougher than what you're yeah. explaining with Breton. Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have an orchid. <laughs> <laughs> but it's those orchid tendencies are important to think about nurturing and supporting, but not giving in because if you give in to him and let him have his way, that's enabling him and, and teaching him that he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Being very permissive and that's Mm -hmm. not good either. Yeah. No, I think that's true. Like you said, you give him an inch and he mm-hmm. takes a mile. <laughs> mm-hmm. And as I said, he will really, really, really appreciate that when he sees that integrity in you and that integrity in you is what helps you get to the place of saying, this is not okay with me. Yeah. So that's where you want to go instead of no. Yep. It's it's not about you're wrong and I'm right. Relationship between parent and child is about how we fit together, how we work together, different from anybody else. Yeah. Uh, my, but my bond with Breton is, I feel, different in, I don't know, sure, maybe you can say stronger. I don't know. It's just different. And I've always sort of chalked it up to like, oh, he was my first. He made me a mom. Mm-hmm. Sort of chalked it up to that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I do think but there's mine just, were reversed. Yeah, yeah. See, so I don't. Yeah, but stronger. You just said. Yeah, maybe it's stronger. Yeah, and I think it's. I have no, and I don't think any parent wants to give up on their child or their relationship or anything like that. But there's just something I feel like Breton gives me a drive. Yeah, and with Tenley, it's just different. Their ages are different. She's two and a half. So what we what we deal with in a day is completely different than what Breton and I are dealing with. Can in a you day. remember when Breton was two and a half and compare them? I know that's um, hard. They both, I feel like I really feel like he didn't sort of <laughs> sprout his wings mm, um and mm-hmm. his passion and mm-hmm. um challengingness until he was well into three, at least three and a half. Mm-hmm. And then four hit, and I was just like, oh, my Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, so somewhere in there is mm-hmm. when I was just like, what the heck? Where did my kid go? Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like they were really similar at two and a half. They both were very easy babies, so content. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always said, you know, I got lucky with the babies, and I'm just getting the other stuff now. I did not have – they were such easy, content babies, both of them. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and she's just as to be expected, two and a half, you know, climbing bookcases and just jumping off furniture. <laughs> she's just wild. Yeah. Um, but I feel like her stuff is like age expected. And I think that's what's been the most challenging is with him is trying to figure out like what is happening. Is this normal? Whereas, yeah, the days with her are exhausting, but I feel like it's what you expect with a two and a half year old. Right. Um, right. To be chasing them and right. making sure they're not putting stuff in the toilet. And right. <laughs> yes. That, keeping her alive, right. keeping her safe. Um, his is just 
deep. It's emotional. It's, you know, the, the stuff we talk about and the stuff we have to deal with is just very different. But like I said, I just feel like there is a different bond and yeah. drive there. Yeah. Yeah. To, yeah. Even when I'm frustrated with him, I have a hard time walking away from it and stepping away from ah him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mm-hmm. where I feel Whereas like, you could with Tenley easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like my husband easily does with him. It's just like I'm done. I've had enough. Mm-hmm. And I have a hard time with that with him. I feel like I have to we have to figure it out. We have to get to the bottom of it. And I don't know if it's because we are similar. Yeah. And I understand him in a different way or I'm trying to or I strive to yes that's a very interesting point Um, and there's a difference between staying in there with him trying to figure it out than trying to get him to understand your point of view and why he has to do what you want him to do yeah see there's a big difference there yeah because some parents will stay in there and fight and it's and they don't realize, but what they're doing is staying in there to win, to get their child to finally stop and say, oh, I get it, mom. Okay, yes, I'll stop doing this now. But what you're yeah. talking about, I think, is trying to figure out why he keeps doing it. Yeah. Or yeah. what what it is that's making him tick. Yeah. Or how we can move forward from it, a situation. Um, Yeah, I don't don't feel like I have that, you know, with him, I don't feel like I have to win. Good. Or that I even want to. I don't. I just really have a hard time. I can see how upset he is by something. Mm -hmm. And I just want to figure out a way to move forward from it. Mm -hmm. Whether that's, you know, trying to pose another, let's do this, or how about Mm -hmm. this, or... Mm -hmm. I just feel like I have a very hard time just mm-hmm. sort of being like, well, it is what it is. And mm-hmm. come find me when you're done. Yeah. Over the weekend, he went with my in-laws um, to see a show. And when he came home, I wasn't home. I had gone out to dinner with some girlfriends. And when he came home, I wasn't there. But I asked when I got home, I was like, how did it go? And my husband was like, oh, he was just in a funk and he was crying and he wouldn't even say goodbye to them. And I was like, hmm, that is so not – like, that's just not normal. Like, what – I wonder why. So I wasn't okay to just be like, oh, okay. I had to know why. <laughs> so yes. I – and It's not how do you teach him to be different. Yeah. It's why. Yeah. What was going on that, with him? Right. There was something going on. That's mm-hmm. just not typical behavior and mm-hmm. not normal. Um, and he was so excited to go where he was going. So I just couldn't imagine, like, what would have put him in a bad mood. Um and so I tried to talk to him and say, you know, what was going on? You know, it sounded like you had a hard time. Like, what were you crying about? And he – it's funny. I think he definitely is at an age where he can read the different personalities between me and my husband and how we respond because mm. he did not want to talk about it right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were all sitting on the couch. I even tried to get him, you know, do you want to whisper in my ear? And he's like, I can't and, – and he doesn't say, I don't know. He mm-hmm. says, I can't tell you. So mm-hmm. I know there's something because he says, I can't tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I tried to get him to talk about it. He didn't want to, so I let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was hungry. So we walked into the kitchen. And when we were in the kitchen, I said, would you like to tell me what was wrong? And he very quickly was like, yes. 
And so I said, well, what happened? And he said, um, he said, I started crying because you weren't here. And he's one that gets very embarrassed when he's crying. So then once he started crying, he uh, ran into the other room and wouldn't say goodbye because he didn't want them to see him crying. Embarrassed. What Mackenzie has been able to do here is to see Breton's behavior for what it is, her clue to a deeper emotion that provoked his behavior. Taking the behavior at face value, as we tend to do in our parenting culture, we can only see Breton's rude, ungrateful behavior toward his grandparents who just took him on a wonderful outing. He didn't say goodbye to them, much less say thank you. Typically, we think that's bad behavior that needs to be corrected so he will learn not to be rude. If we don't look for the emotional provocation, and if the child can't say, we must at least understand that there's something beneath the behavior causing it. Breton was having a problem, not being a problem. When you see behavior that way, you immediately connect with the emotional level. When children are connected with in this way, they learn quickly to understand their feelings. When Mackenzie understood that his embarrassment over his tears caused him to leave without saying goodbye, she automatically felt compassion for him and couldn't possibly perceive him as rude. It was just like that situation I I had to know, and I knew he was capable of telling me, Mm -hmm. and I think he felt so much better after, Mm -hmm. but and I think it was just... That's the difference, too, between, you know, my husband and I and that that conversation. Right, right. You know, how you approach it. Right. I wanted to have a conversation with him versus, like, that was so rude. Why didn't you say goodbye? They just took you somewhere so nice and you cried. You know, I just feel like it was less accusing. And that's, I think, where my right. husband tends to go is uh-huh. more of, like, that's bad behavior. Yes. It's disrespectful. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you were rude. You were yeah. being rude. Yeah. To your... You didn't say goodbye. Why yes. were you crying? Right. When, you know, there's a reason behind exactly. all of it. Exactly. There is always a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. I'm Bonnie Harris. If you're curious to learn more or would like to talk to me personally, check out my website, bonnieharris.com, where you can also find my books, When Your Kids Push Your Buttons and Confident Parents' Remarkable Kids. There are also links in the liner notes. And please subscribe to Tell Me About Your Kids on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And also leave your comments and ratings on iTunes to help other parents find us. Thank you.